Hello, and welcome back to the Magic and the Moon podcast. My name is David. I am your host. And today I want to talk to you guys about the difference between Wicca and witchcraft. So I did talk about this very briefly in last week's episode when I was discussing the misconceptions about witchcraft. And one of those is that there's a common misunderstanding that witchcraft and Wicca are the same thing. So I want to get into that a little bit more specifically. And this week's episode is going to be devoted specifically to this topic. So before we get into how witchcraft and Wicca are different, I think it's important that we talk about what Wicca is. So these terms are used a lot, and especially nowadays on the internet, I think that a lot of people are using these words interchangeably as if they mean the same thing. And even though they do overlap in pretty significant ways, they're not quite the same. And there's some pretty important differences that I wanna talk to you guys about. So witchcraft is a practice. Witchcraft is more so about what you do and not so much what you believe. And because of that, witchcraft is not a religion in and of itself. Um, witchcraft is a craft. It is things that you do. It is the practice of using magic. And that really can be adapted and applied to any religion or any faith. That's why there are Christian witches, Muslim witches, atheist witches, um, and anything and everything else. It's not specific to any religion. Wicca, on the other hand, is a religion. It has its own theology and its own holy days and its own deities, even though those beliefs vary widely, even within Wicca, um, there are some commonalities that we contribute to at least most Wiccans, and that is why it is considered to be a religion. So some people might argue that Wicca is not so much religion, but it's more of a spiritual path or a way of life. And while that is totally valid for someone that identifies that way, Wicca is considered to be a religion, at least from the perspective of anthropology and religious studies. So at least in the academic sense, um, I'm going to be referring to Wicca as a religion today. So a common misconception is that Wicca is very, very old. And it's thousands of years old. It's an ancient tradition. And that actually isn't true. Wicca um, is classified as being a new religious movement. And that's because it was founded in the 20th century, and it was brought into the public in 1954 by Gerald Gardner. So if you've ever heard the term Gardnerian Wicca, or even like British traditional Wicca, that is in reference to Gerald Gardner, because he founded the religion. Um, all Wicca can be traced back to Gardner to some degree, but specifically um, Gardnerian Wicca has continued to follow in the specific traditions that he laid out. So there are some other forms of Wicca that have changed and evolved over time that would be considered Gardnerian, but that's just so you know where that term originates from if you've heard it before. So according to Wikipedia, the definition of Wicca is that it is a modern pagan religion. Scholars of religion categorize it as both a new religious movement and as a part of the occult stream of Western esotericism. It was developed in England during the first half of the 20th century and was introduced to the public in 1954 by Gerald Gardner. Wicca draws upon a diverse set of ancient pagan and 20th century 
hermetic motifs for theological structure and ritual practice. So that's kind of wordy um, as a definition. So we're gonna break down what that actually means and how to, it is applicable practically. So um, I also wanna give a disclaimer really quick that Wicca is very, very broad and diverse. And the way that it was originally outlined by Gerald Gardner in the 1950s has dramatically changed over time. So not everything that I'm discussing today is gonna to be applicable to every type of Wicca or even every Wiccan. So this is gonna be a very broad and general discussion. So if this doesn't apply to yourself or someone that you know, that's totally fine. And by no means do I mean to offend anyone. This is just meant to be educational and to give a very general overview of what Wicca is. So Wicca typically is duotheistic, which means they worship and or work with two deities, in this case, a goddess and a god. These are traditionally viewed as the triple goddess and the horned god, respectively. So they may be thought of as being henotheistic, which means they may have different divine aspects, which can in turn be identified with many different deities themselves from different pantheons. So for this reason, they're sometimes called the great goddess and the great horned god, with the adjective great, meaning that they can contain within themselves different deities within their nature. So these two deities are sometimes viewed as different aspects of a greater divinity, which is regarded as less of a god and more of a impersonal force or process instead of a personal deity. So while this duotheism is traditional of Wicca, broader Wiccan beliefs can range from monotheism, which is the belief in one god, polytheism, which is the belief in many gods, pantheism, which is the belief that divinity exists in everything, or even just no belief in a deity at all. So Wiccan celebrations celebrate both cycles of the moon, which are called espots, and they're usually associated with the goddess and feminine energy. And they also celebrate the cycles of the sun, which are seasonally based festivals known as sabbats, and they're usually associated with the god and masculine energy. So an unattributed statement known as the Wiccan Reed is a popular expression of Wiccan morality. And it's not universally accepted by all Wiccans, but it is by many. And the Wiccan Reed basically says, and it harm ye none, do as thou wilt, which basically means as long as you're not hurting anyone, do whatever you want. And that is believed not by everyone by any means, but many Wiccans believe that and many pagans in general kind of follow that as their moral advice. So Wicca is a little bit hard to define because it has changed and evolved so much since its founding, but scholars of religious studies classify Wicca as a new religious movement. And more specifically, it's a form of modern paganism, which is why it's kind of in the neo-pagan umbrella. So it is considered to be the largest, best known and most influential and the most studied form of paganism. And within the movement, it has been identified as sitting on the former end of the eclectic and the reconstructionist spectrum. So it can be eclectic, meaning that it borrows elements from many different traditions, and it can also be considered to be reconstructionist, which means it seeks to the best of its ability to recreate um, religions of the past. So academically speaking, Wicca can be considered to be eclectic and reconstructionist. 
Several academics have also said that Wicca is a form of a nature religion. I think most of us probably agree that Wicca is at least nature-based. And this term is used by a lot of other pagans as well. But given that Wicca also incorporates the use of magic, several scholars have referred to it as a magical religion or a magic-based religion. Wicca is also a form of Western esotericism, and more specifically is a part of a occultist revival in the West. So academic scholars like Walter Hongroff and Tanya Lerman have categorized Wicca as part of New Age movements, although other academics and some Wiccans themselves say that that's incorrect. Um, some people kind of put New Age in its own things, even though there may be some things that are similar, not quite the same. So that was kind of delayed on the foundation of what Wicca is, generally speaking, even though that's a very, very broad, of course, and that does not encompass all of the many views and attitudes and beliefs that Wiccans may have. That is kind of a very, very simplified and general overview of Wicca. So onto the topic of hand, which is the difference between Wicca and witchcraft. So when Wicca first came to public attention, it was commonly called witchcraft. For instance, the founder of Wicca, Gerald Gardner, he referred to it as the craft of the wise, witchcraft, and the witch cult during the 1950s. Um, there's no evidence that Gerald Gardner himself ever called it Wicca, although he did refer to the just kind of broader community of witches as the Wicca. Um, Wicca, as a name for the religion, actually develops in Britain in the 60s, a few years later, and no one knows exactly who invented the term Wicca in reference to the religion as a whole, but one kind of leading theory is that it could have been Charles Cardell, who was kind of considered to be a rival of Gerald Gardner. Um, because in 1958, Charles Cardell called the religion the craft of Wiccans. But the first recorded use of the word Wicca appears in 1962, and it has been popularized to the extent that several British practitioners at the time had founded a newsletter called The Wiccan as early as 1968. So although pronounced differently, the modern term Wicca comes from the old English word, which is spelled the same way, W-I-C-C-A, but it's pronounced Wissy. Um, hopefully I'm saying that correctly. And that was the masculine and feminine term for witch in Old English that was used in Anglo-Saxon England. So by adopting it for modern usage, Wiccans were both symbolically cementing their presumed connection to their ancient pre-Christian past, and they were also adopting a self-designation that would be less controversial than the term witch or witchcraft. Um, so th this is also part of why it can be said that Wicca is both eclectic and reconstructionist or eclectic because there's influence from a variety of different beliefs and paths, but it's reconstructionist because they are connecting to the old pagan traditions of the Anglo-Saxon people. At least it was in its original form when it was introduced by Gerald Gardner. So the scholar of religion and the Wiccan priestess, Joanne Pearson, noted that while the word witch and Wicca are linked etymologically, they no longer mean the same thing today. And I would say that's very true because in the modern context, the word witch can really be applied to anyone who practices magic, regardless of what path they may be on, um, if they're Wiccan or if they're anything else. But the word Wicca or Wiccan refers now to this specific spiritual and religious movement. So in early sources, 
Wicca referred to the entirety of the religion instead of specific traditions. But in the decades that followed its kind of debut, members of certain traditions, those known as British traditional Wicca, they began claiming that only they should be termed Wiccan and that other forms of the religion shouldn't use it. So from the late 1980s onwards, books propagating Wicca are published that again use the former broader definition of the word. So by the 1980s, there were two competing definitions of the word Wicca in use among the pagan community. One was broad, one was inclusive, and the other was smaller and exclusionary. So even though there are exceptions, um, among scholars of pagan studies, it is the older, inclusive use of the term which has gained wider use. So conversely, in various forms of pop culture, like Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Charmed, etc., the word Wicca has been used as a synonym for witchcraft, which includes non-religious forms of other paganism. And this is basically why the two words have become so intertwined and confusing today as far as trying to differentiate between Wicca and witchcraft. So let's break this down. So witchcraft, again, is a practice. Wicca is a religion. So while any religion can be applied to witchcraft, not all witches are Wiccan, and also Wicca has its own deities. They celebrate the Wheel of the Year. So in theory, someone could be Wiccan and honor those holy days. They could honor the gods and the goddess and the espas and the sabbats and things like that. And they could theoretically at least could do those things without practicing magic. So I don't know how often that actually happens, but at least in theory, someone could in fact be Wiccan and not a witch. So that's why this distinction is meaningful. So let's talk about what Wiccans believe. And again, this is a very general and broad description. This is by no means to say that this is all encompassing of every Wiccan and by no means do I intend this to be incorrect or offensive. So if it doesn't apply to you or if it doesn't apply to someone that you know, please understand this is just meant to provide a building block of information that can be expounded upon later. So I encourage anyone that's listening to do your own research, figure out what you believe and as to how it relates to you. This is just very simple kind of introduction to the concept of Wicca. So Wiccan's theological views are very diverse and the religion can include theists, meaning people that believe in gods or God, atheists, which means they do not believe in God, and agnostics, which are people that acknowledge the possibility of there being a God, but don't believe it could ever be known for sure. So some people view the religion's deities as actual entities with a literal existence. And some view them just as archetypes of the human experience or just symbols. And I feel like that could also be said of really any pagan person, right? Some people view gods and goddesses as literal, actual beings that you can know personally. And some people think they're just personifications of forces of nature. And some people just use them as symbols of kind of the human condition. And that's also true for Wiccans. So even among Wiccans that are theistic, their beliefs diverge greatly. Um, the common link, however, in these perspectives is that the deities of Wicca are viewed as forms of ancient pre-Christian divinity. So the common thread, the common denominator of all of the many, many things that Wicca can be is that is a connection to the pre-Christian past of Europe specifically. 
So most early Wiccan groups adhered to the duotheistic worship of the horned god fertility and a mother goddess, with practitioners typically believing that these had been the ancient deities worshipped by the hunter-gatherers of the Stone Age, whose veneration had been passed down in secret all the way up to the present times. And the reason that people thought this is because the author Margaret Murray wrote about a witch cult, and she said that it gone, had gone back since before the witch trials, that they worshipped the horned god and the mother goddess hundreds of years before Christianity arrived in Europe, and that's kind of where this concept came from. Um, later on, though, historians and scholars figured out that that isn't true. There was no such thing as like this witch cult that she was talking about. But by no means does that take away the belief and its validity for those that adhere to it, because there is still a connection to the pre, pre uh, excuse me, there's still a connection to the pre-Christian past of Europe. It's just not quite the way that Margaret Marie had said it was. So, um, although different Wiccans attribute different traits to the horned god, he is usually associated with animals in the natural world, but also with the afterlife. And he is furthermore often viewed as the ideal role model for men. And the mother goddess has been associated with life, fertility, and springtime. And she is the ideal role model for women. And Wicca's duotheism has been compared to Taoism and yin and yang. Also I want to insert just my own little thought here. Um, I've heard some instances where people that are LGBTQ, um, maybe not identifying so much with this archetype of the god and the goddess because they feel like it is too closely linked with heterosexual relationships or even that it is um, doesn't leave room for gender non-conforming people. And I just want to say like you can be Wiccan and believe in the god and the goddess no matter what your sexual orientation or gender expression is. This is just the symbolism and the personification of feminine and masculine energy and that is available to any kind of person. But also, if you feel like it's not right for you, then as with everything else I talk about here on the podcast, I encourage you to go look into things for yourself and to find what works for you. So, Gerald Gardner has stated that beyond the two deities, which are the god and the goddess, he said beyond those two deities were the supreme mover, also called the supreme deity or the prime mover. And that was an entity that was too complex for humans to understand. And this belief was endorsed by other prominent practitioners, and they've called it things such as the cosmic logos, the supreme cosmic power, many names. Gerald Gardner envisioned the supreme deity as this entity who had created several other gods, which includes the god and the goddess, but who was not otherwise involved in the world. So alternately, other Wiccans have interpreted such an entity as a pantheistic being of whom the god and goddess are just aspects of. So basically just to say that Gerald Gardner said that there was a god and the goddess and that they were the personifications of masculine and feminine energies and that beyond them was this just impersonal force a kind of of creation and that it was too complex and just otherworldly to be understood so he acknowledged that kind of 
the god and goddess were aspects of this force and that the world kind of came from this force. But other than that, it wasn't really important to acknowledge it because it wasn't something that we could ever understand as humans. Um, some people think that this means that kind of all of the natural world has that force in it, kind of up to interpretation. It wasn't really something that Gardner talked about that much. Um, that's kind of what he said mostly. So the main point here that I want to get to is as this relates to witchcraft. So as I said, Wicca has changed and evolved a lot from the way it was first introduced by Gerald Gardner in the 50s. So Wicca as it's practiced today could be very similar to what Gerald Gardner had said originally. And that's that kind of Wicca that is still similar to his original teachings is known as Gardnerian Wicca, or sometimes as British traditional Wicca. But there's also this umbrella term of eclectic Wicca. And that basically just means any type of Wicca that is influenced by Gerald Gardner, but has moved away from some of those traditions. That could be eclectic Wicca, um, Dianic Wicca, any type of reclaiming tradition that you might have heard about. Um, Alexandrian Wicca, a lot of these things that maybe you've heard about are kind of variants of Wicca that have taken influence from the practices that Gerald Gardner put into place, but they're not exactly the same as what he originally stated. So how this intersects with witchcraft is basically that not all witches are Wiccan, not all Wiccans are witches, but because Wicca has become so prominent in modern paganism, there are a lot of things in modern witchcraft that have come from the influence of Wicca. So for example, if in a ritual, if you have ever cast a magic circle, if you have ever called on the four elements in the four directions, if you have ever um, incorporated the duality of masculine and feminine energies, those things, even though you don't have to be Wiccan to do them, a lot of that influence does come from Wicca. So we're coming up on the end of our time for this week, but in summary, Wicca and witchcraft are not the same thing. They share some things in common, but also have many important differences. And those differences might be more important to some people than others. So if, for example, if you are a Wiccan and you don't wanna be called a witch, you wanna be called a Wiccan, that is fully up to you. And if someone practices witchcraft and they're not a Wiccan, they may not want to be addressed the same way. It's all up to interpretal, uh, it's all up to personal interpretation and how you feel. This is just to say, go research, go learn. I encourage everyone listening to go educate themselves and see what resonates with you. Like I personally, myself, I'm not a Wiccan, but I know many people that are. And I hope this was helpful in laying down a foundation of what Wicca is and how it has influenced witchcraft in general. And that's all I have for you guys today. I will see you all next week. This has been Magic in the Moon, and I am David, and I will see you guys next time.